this is what I do my heartless rock might have been the browser ladies and if that's the case then uh can you see us up there yet or yeah we good we up there we up yeah yeah i'm about to start it all right you that's are... perfect thank you thank god you. <laughs> you know just when i was uh losing my patience and uh getting a little weary I don't need to trust my instincts. So are we getting a little yes, bit of yes. echo? No, that was that was me. That was I just turned it down. All right, listen. started a watch party. All right. So, with that being said, can you guys see my face? I look a little dark. Can you see me? Yeah, it's a little dark. Yeah, you look. We can see. Yeah, it's a little dark. The light is dim. Yeah. So how's everybody doing? Let's toast it up, cause I need a toast right now. Yes. Oh, yes. Yay. Welcome everybody <laughs> to the 16th edition. I'm gonna lighten my face up a little bit, grab my phone, and put this light on me. Pray the move. Pray the move from my position going. because uh, this was uh, 30 minutes, and uh, you know God was just testing out my info tech skills that I got uh two years ago when I got my master's so <laughs> my face a little better or no is that a little better or no that's better can you see me yep yeah yes. it's a little better a little lighter all right a little lighter it's better than nothing and it's really about you guys today because today I'm gonna move over and I'm gonna let Carolyn Towns you know take over the stage today we have a we have a, as usual, we have our all-star cast of, you know, uh, of, uh, and my crew, my angels, uh, you know, Virginia, and I like saying Virginia. We can do we can do today, okay? You coming out first today, WNBA great general manager and future Hall of Famer out of D.C. Chocolate City, getting ready to come back home. Uh, I feel yes. you on my channel. Catch up with you on that one. Tamika Dixon, WNBA great tenant, business owner. You know, you need to rent a car. You know what to do. Go over there to LinkedIn. Give her a call. I'll give her an opportunity to shout out her numbers and all her handles. So if you need a car, because people are traveling right now, trying to get that little groove thing in before school starts back up for the kids. Some people are going to school. Some people aren't. So if you need a car, holler at that future Hall of Famer over there in LinkedIn, Tamika Dixon. You know, up. I got my girl Val Whiting back on the show. She graced us with her presence last week. Former <laughs> player, Stanford standout, NCAA champion. Proud to have another champion on here with me, the NCAA champion. I'm flexing on that one. That's the only one I get to flex. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, you're back on the show. Your purpose on the show last week was to let people see your face. This this week is for us to be able to, um, you know, talk about your story over there on TikTok, which is amazing, um, which uh, leads me into Tara Lynn Towns, uh, you know, the other New Jersey native. We always pulling a mic off four corner in the market on Virginia with the New Jersey crew. It gets bigger. So I have to do that to you. Um, Tara Lynn Towns with Living Beyond You. 
child development, all right, and behavioral specialist from Bayonne. She has a 501c3 uh, in the house today. We're going to step aside and let her do her show today, uh, talk to Val about <laughs> the things that were going on. And then we got my man, Corey Encore, Captain Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we, all, we only know about that nickname. So anyway, uh, on the show, uh, we're going to follow up with an ep- update on him with the whole Tiny Be Mighty movement and how everything is going on. And as my homegirl always says, piggybacking off of last week's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the NBA. We talk about the WNBA being in a bubble. That's really not going to be the case today. Most of the things we're going to talk about is bullying today. But I want to give Virginia the opportunity to just give us some updates on what's happening around the league and the WNBA. Who's the hot ticket right now? I already know who you're going to say who the hot ticket is, but I want to hear it anyway. <laughs> got a lot of these young teams that they may not be showing up uh, in the statistics, and they may not be showing up in the win column, but there's a couple of teams out there that are teams that are going to be teams to watch next year. Talk to us a little bit about what's been going on this week. Virginia? Well, you know, what I've been watching so far is, you know, you already know the hottest team ticket in town. There are actually two people done punched that ticket, and that's, well, actually three if you count the spark. But I believe that, because I don't keep up with the standings all the way, but I know Seattle and Las Vegas, I think, have won the last six games. Like, they won mm-hmm. their last six. I think they're at the top of the standings. The Sparks are moving up. Happy about that. I think the Sparks don't won their last three or four. Might be a little more. Um, you know, I, before we went live, I was just checking out Dallas, playing against um, Phoenix, giving Phoenix all they can handle. Um, they were still in the lead starting the fourth. Dallas was. Um, it's been It's been good this year. The thing that I'm happy about, like I've said before, is that I'm sure they're gaining a lot of fans and people can see, just like what you said, the future is bright for the WBA because you have some teams like Indiana, you know, Connecticut, who I still think is a great team. I think Atlanta's going to be a good team. And Dallas, um, these are young teams that are making, you know, they're at the bottom, but they're getting better. And they're moving up. And so I think it's still half the season left. It's going to be interesting to see how everything finishes um, with them. But it's been a great season so far. What do you think, Meek? Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, I think the quality of play is getting better every week, um, you know, as they, you know, get comfortable in the wobble. Um, And I'm, I'm, you know, I just, I like, I enjoy the fact that I, every day I could turn the TV on and find a game. Every day. (laughs) It's it's a beautiful thing, and if not an if not a WNBA game, you know you got an NBA game showing somewhere. So, um, you know, after not having sports in our lives for for three and a half months, it's nice to be able to turn the TV on and see that. So I'm I'm excited to see where the season is going to go. I think it's getting better every week. Um, and then you know on the on the men's side, on the NBA side, you got you know you getting ready to get ready for the playoffs. So. It's, it's going to be a, a fun, interesting uh, next couple of weeks. Now, you want to chime in there? You don't get to sit and watch this week, Val. We want to hear that voice of yours. Oh, man. Um, I've just been enjoying <laughs> watching Asia Wilson. 
Um, okay. She said she worked yeah, on some stuff scary in quarantine good. and extended her game, and I, I, I'm really impressed with her. And um, mm -hmm. I love to see how she matches up against um, Brianna Stewart. I think that'd be a great, great matchup to watch. Mm -hmm. I, agree with you. I agree with you. I'm excited. I'm you know, having basketball all of the time. Yesterday, I don't know what it was. I think the connection has just been bad where I'm staying for a couple of days and I was looking for some WNBA games and it just kept coming up blank every time I spoke into the, you know, you know, now you, all you got to do is speak into the, uh, mm -hmm. into the remote. Yeah. I'm like, WNBA, 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 WNBA. It kept coming up blank. <laughs> like feeding for a game. And so, um, it kept doing that and I watched the men play. You know, I got like right now the hot ticket is Dane. Dane Dollar. Oh my God. And when 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 Melo hit that jumper, I thought I, I, I thought I was gonna cry. I really <laughs> did. And I'm like, why am I getting emotional? But I watched how, you know, the all of the opposition that he went through and being from this area and the region when he hit that jumper, I could feel hit I could feel him in that and I'm so glad that he got the opportunity to finish out his career, finish his, his career out on a team that really has embraced him and loves him. And, you know, we get to see him play a little longer. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And he came he 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 entered the bubble in in probably the best shape he's been in, oh in about eight God. years. Like yes. he looked like rookie mellow. Skinny mellow looked like rookie mellow coming into the he looks so <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he hasn't ever been in that kind of shape. I'm, I just, you know, I, I sit back and I always said that, like, God, if he would just get in shape, if he would just get in shape, he would just get in shape. Finally, on in his in the latter stages, you know, he's he's doing that. Could you imagine if the guy was in the shape that he's in now, um, and then he 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 would have better movement when he was younger? He would have just been. His his whole legacy would be totally different. But shout out to him, I love him, and I, I like I said, I got emotional on that bucket, um, putting them into overtime, and you know, just oh god, it it, it just oh man, this this I love this game, you guys. Gosh, man, I get goosebumps. You know, it makes me feel happy, it makes me feel love, and uh, just makes me feel prosperous. So I'll just put it that way. I don't want to take up too much Tara Lynn Towns time today. This is her show. You know, we were having some technical difficulties, but we in the house now. And praise God, because y'all know what I was going through. And I was it's trying not to show I was sweating bullets, but I was because I just <laughs> should It needs to be on and it needs to, you know, uh, be, be telecast. So I'm going to move aside and I'm going to let this be your show, Tara. Uh, do your thing. Um, and <laughs> Virginia, uh, Virginia said, uh, Val, you... You can't be an introvert on this show. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey. Hang a little bit. Watching, whoever's watching. Um, so, so we're just going to talk about bullying today. I wanted to jump in to ask Val, um, well, first of all, to say that it's unfortunate that you experienced what you did as an adult. That's number one. I wanted to just jump right in and talk to you a little bit about um, how that experience was, because this is the flip side, right? We're used to children normally getting bullied, and now here's an adult, a, a public figure that really is helping young ladies get bullied on TikTok. If you haven't read it, it's, it 
blew my mind actually. So I just want to ask you, the first question I wanted to ask you is, how, how does that make you feel as an adult and someone who's really giving back on social media? How does that make you feel that 10 year olds or whatever ages they were, I think the one boy was 10, right? Um, said and did the things that they were doing on there. And I want you to explain, I don't want to tell people the story because it's your story. Okay. But um, So, so I originally Val, went on TikTok. Before, oh, oh, hold okay. on Val, before, before you even get started, I put up for the uh, viewers that might not have chimed in last week or been a part of it last week, give them a little overview of what happened and then go into that. So, so okay. nobody's lost on this. All right, all right. So I um, joined TikTok because I wanted to um, reach out to other athletes, young athletes. And then I noticed that a lot of female athletes were getting hated on. And so I would go to their comments and, you know, post something positive in their comments. And after a while, I started focusing only on female athletes. And I called myself the hype woman for the female athlete, right? Because that's all I do. I, I like, like to go and hype female athletes. And my page is dedicated to the female athlete. Um, so a kid... Um, was trashing the WNBA salary. So the joke on TikTok is that a WNBA player makes less than a, a Walmart manager, right? So that, that's always like a TikTok um, joke. And so I commented on his um, post that, you know, that's antiquated, that's not even true. And so he dedicated a whole um, TikTok to me. Um, put my picture up from Google, um, my account name, um, typed in Walmart salary, and then from there, it got like 600,000 views. So from, from that TikTok, all those kids came to my page and was just like hating on me, saying, you know, WNBA is trash, stay in the kitchen, clean the dishes. Um, they went from on my TikTok page, they went even to my Instagram, was messaging me. Um, so that was just really, really intense. And I, I even told the kid, can you take it down? Because now some of the comments are becoming racist. Um, it would come racist comments, call me the N-word and monkey and blackie. Um, so it got um, really bad. And then I started getting threats. Um, I, so I had to get the police involved because I was getting th uh, threats. I know where you live. I'm going to, um, I got this app. I'm going to send SWAT to your house. So that's, that's the whole background, how everything happened. Now, I was used to getting a lot of hate because on TikTok, for some reason, these boys, and it's all boys, and it's mostly white boys, they hate on the WNBA. It's just always negative. And they've never even seen a game, guys. They've only seen clips. This is there's this, I, this is Instagram account dedicated just to WNBA bloopers. So that's all they've seen. So that's all they talk about is missed layups and air balls and missed shots. And, and then they, um, they're just always down in women's sports. So I've never got any negative comments from girls. It's always boys. And as a parent, it made me sad because I'm like, if I if I knew my son was out here doing that, you know, first of all, you're gonna read about it in the news, gonna be collared up. But secondly, I'd be so disappointed in my child. So that's I feel hurt by what happened, but I'm more disappointed in like, what's the future of this world um, going to be? So the harassment still happens, um, the bullying still happens. Um, like I was telling Tara this morning, like they went and even changed things on my Wikipedia page. That's how far it's gone, right? And I mean, I only can control what I can control, right? I can control my effort until I'm trying to inspire young girls. I can control my attitude and how I react to this. But it is sad. And it's sad that so many kids have so much hate in their heart and they got to tear down other people. And then I wondered, 
wow, somebody 12 year old going through this. I see why kids take their lives. I see how it gets so intense that they don't even want to you know, go to school. So it just really opened my eyes to um, a new world and what our young people are going through. That's crazy, Val. And uh, I wanna, I, I, I just feel like apologizing, you know? Um, yeah. I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, I'm around these age groups. You know, I uh, actually raise a lot of people's kids. And it's just so disheartening to hear that. And you know what? The, the sad thing is, is that these kids are low self-esteem and they're coming from parents who have low self-esteem and their parents say things in the house. And, you know, kids are like minor birds, not parrots, minor birds. They repeat every single thing, every single thing that their parents do from the age, from the young age when you can teach them how to do things like blow a spit bubble at six months. This is how impressionable kids are at that age, you know, as they're growing up. And you could put anything in them. You could put love in them, you could put hate in them, you could put fear in them, you could put doubt in them, you can encourage them, you could discourage them, you could make them feel like a giant or you can make them feel like they're nothing at all. So with that being said, here's an article and um, that uh, that T Tara shared with me, and it was about cyberbullying during COVID-19. So just listen to this and just be open, especially those people out there that are listening, because one of the one of these kids may be your kids, and you have absolutely no idea. And that's why it's so important to cyberbully your kid and follow them around and know what the heck they're doing. Take their phone from them and know what apps that they're downloading. Know what secret societies they are in. Most of it starts on PlayStation. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, so the article says COVID bullying during COVID-19. Okay, there is an increase in kids and teens using the digital platform, as we know, during this time. And it is not just their personal use, they're using digital platforms for educational program purposes. With the increased usage of smartphones and social media, students who are prone to bullying are likely to cyberbully. Come on in here and talk to me. Uh, come on and talk to me, Encore. Hello. Hey, babe. How is everybody? Everybody's oh, good. Wow. That's good. Well, how about you? Um, I mean, I have gotten to hear firsthand and even have witnessed firsthand the situation with you here recently. And um, we had several conversations and we won't bring that up that's only on you um talk to people out there who get bullied on a a a, a big level okay like you do where they cyber bully you or they try to pick on you because you're different how do you handle that so well well you see it comes with a lot of love and care for my mom when it first started, like when it, my first big, big bully case started, it, I was depressed for about two weeks. And my mom gave me enough courage every single day, telling me I, she loves me, checking on me 24-7 all the time. And it got to the point where I got annoyed that she checked on me to see how I was doing. So, like, if I... If I didn't have my mom to talk about my feelings to, 
I would have been I would have been a way worse mess. I could have become a bully. But what I'm trying to say is, um, for people who are getting bullied, don't think like snitches get stitches, cause that's not true. And <laughs> and talk to people about it, like a school guidance counselor or your parents. Talk to people about it, cause it really helps. That, that, I have a that question just... for, for, yes. for Corey. I just wondered why he was talking about it. Corey, in the beginning, were you afraid to tell your mom? Yes, I was. But and why? Just for all the people that are watching so they could hear some of the reasons why you were afraid to tell your mom. Then if you could tell us what ultimately made you tell your mom. So why were you afraid to tell your mom? Well, when I was younger, school reputation was everything to me. I didn't realize that I can be my own person and people would like me for who I was. But I didn't want to become like the person known as a snitch. I wanted to become a, like a cool kid, basically. And when I'd get bullied, I'd kind of like brush it off, but it wasn't something to brush off. And I told my mom, well, I didn't really tell my mom. She figured it out just by the way I was acting. And your skin missing. Yes. Well, thank God, Mommy. Oh, you say his skin missing. Yes. That's what made me jump in. He was hiding it. And so one day he came home and his skin was missing off of his legs. And I said to him, what happened? And he said, the kids were stepping on the back of his shoes to purposely make him fall because he was smaller and holding up things above his head to frustrate him on purpose. So I went over to the school, even though it was closed and I knocked on the door and the principal said, we're closed. And I said, no, you're not. I need to come in and talk to you for real. And I talked about the skinnessing and everything that I kept seeing little things, but he would make up excuses and this these i'll get to my part of what the signs and what we're going to do about it and what you can do about it but they do they hide everything it's almost like someone in in the abuse cycle where they're hiding putting on makeup on their black eyes it's the same thing it's abuse it's just in the form of children doing it um to either one child or a group of children so they did a lot of things to him and um you know another thing too is just his in front of everyone calling him what were some of the things that they were calling you, like at the birthday party? What they call you? Some of the things kids would call me was like freak. They would ask, they would tell me what am I? They would say you're like you're you're a monster and stuff. And ugly. Ugly. And this is this was in front of all of his peers at a birthday party. So, <clears throat> excuse me, when he shut down, because that situation really had him shut down. And when he shut down, he withdrew. And being a clinician, I started seeing these signs, but not everyone knows the signs, right? I'm trained to recognize the signs. So I didn't let it go. And like he said, <clears throat> excuse me, I may have annoyed him, like he said, because I was on him. When they withdraw and go into their room and don't want to eat and don't want to talk, those are signs. It's not kids going through something. It's not my kid, oh, he's having a rough week. No, there's not a rough week. There's something going on with your kids, so you got to connect with them. You got to talk to them and open them up and bud them. 
because they close up very quickly and clam up when this stuff is going on. So I did that. But I went over to the school and, and I refused for them to be closed. And the principal took me in her office. She said, what's going on? And I said, you know what? I could take like the little lunch money thing and different things like that. I said, but when it comes to my child missing skin on school grounds, that's a serious problem. She's like, oh no, anything you wanna do. So I didn't even know what to do. So we just went home, we talked about it some more. And then, you know, I was just led to write this book, Corey Helped Me, Tiny But Mighty. And I was led to start an organization and a foundation to help other people. However, I did not know yet, did not know yet. We never know why we led into our purpose that it would entail saving lives and that children seven to 14 are taking their lives until I started meeting the moms of these children. Mm. So you think you're starting out with one thing and then it catapults into another. I just thought, oh, I'm gonna put out a little book. It's gonna help kids and that's it. And then it grew into all of these different things. But he still had the same emotions that those children did that did hung, hang themselves and shoot themselves. And I have to be raw. I'm raw when I talk about this because we cannot prance around a seven-year-old hanging themselves from a bedpost. I'm not gonna sugarcoat today. I'm very passionate about it because it could have been my child. My child was show, showing signs of severe depression behind being bullied. And for people who don't know, because you really can't see right now, but Corey has dwarfism. So he's smaller and that's his beautiful diversity is that he's smaller than everyone else. So kids do not understand diversity unless it is presented to them early. So we want to show kids, hey, don't hate, don't say racial slurs. When you're 12 years old, but the real thing is to put this stuff into them. Like Adrian said, they're sponge. That's why we call it stage zero to three. Zero to three is where language, where everything is acquired in child development. And that's where you want to put stuff into your children like empathy. I mean, these children today have no empathy for people. That's what it is. You have a child, that's the base of what it is. You have a child who can definitely, you know, come to a school and shoot it up. That's someone that seriously has been pushed to that level, okay? I mean, we get upset about that. We get mad about that because people die. But what led a high schooler, a college person, a person in the office that gets fired? He didn't, he, he didn't shoot up that office because he got fired that day. He shot up that office because maybe somewhere backtracking in his development, someone pushed him, bullied him, and then he was bullied again in the office, and now it shows up. But now we want to say, oh, this mass killer, this monster. The bully is a child. Yes, they're horrific. Yes, they are intentional psychologically. They intentionally pick their victims. They really, really do, and they... They, they squat, they watch, they're very calculated, but they are insecure, they are afraid, they are uneducated in just who they are and, and how they can really show up. And then you have parents who say, just boys being boys, just girls being girls. No, not when someone is calling my child ugly and a monster and at a birthday party, if you only knew, the, mm. see, I'm looking from the clinical aspect of the damage. 
you're with all of your peers, okay? Like 15 of your people that you got to go to school with on Monday. And this one child is screaming these things out and his mother's turning red, packing up the baby bag and leaving him because she was so mortified when she should have checked him right there on that spot. My child's standing there in front of his peers. So you know what? He didn't want to go to school ever again, right? He didn't want to go to school on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Of course he didn't because now he's destroyed. His image is destroyed. Their identity in school and their place and who and where they, they are in their social environment is everything to them. So when a child takes that away, it doesn't matter what we say, right? Because they're more important. They love us to pieces. But the school, their setting, and their friends take over at a certain point in development. Bye, Mom. We dropped them off, okay? Whoever's in the school, playing with them, hanging out with them, that's the relationship is almost like the parental relationship. Those, that's why they model. That's why they copy. That's why they commit suicide when they see other children doing it. I mean, children are modeling this. We have 42 children on our list and growing. I can't even believe that. It started out with two kids. I mean, and growing, 7 to 14. So, you know, for us to not instill that in the children is the issue with the empathy. It should be in the classrooms. We have a curriculum. It should be at two years old. And I'm going to say this for all people in the field and people who, in the psychological world, we want to say middle school is the age where the identity forms. So let's get it there. I'm going against that. I'm going to be a little edgy. Let's get it at two years old. Because in the pre-operational stage of development, that's where you can correct this. You can redirect this, and you can make this not even have to happen. I had a preschool, and when we had, and it was multicultural, right? So when we had children come in, we have an empathy-based curriculum. When we had children come in, guess what the kids used to say? Oh, there's a boy. Yay, we got a new boy. We got a new girl. They never said, there's a black kid, there's a kid in a wheelchair, there's a kid with glasses. They never said that because we never brought attention to it in our program. What we did do was open them up to loving all types of people, cultures, and we took the stigma and the labels off and just said, we have a new girl in our class. We have a new boy in our class. We don't have a new black girl. We don't have a new Chinese boy. We have a boy and a girl. These stigmas, and these societal labels are killing, when I say killing our kids, I mean killing them, literally killing them. What did he say? I love the question Penny asked because it's important. Why were you afraid? We already know they're going to be afraid. Why? What did he say? Just what I'm even repeating and I'm not even paying attention like to what he just said before. I already knew what he said, but the identity. He wanted to fit in. These kids are dying to fit in literally dying to fit in. If they don't, if someone edges them out, then they're not fitting in, what happens? Okay, well, I don't have any group to identify with. Where do I go? I go to my bedroom, I go to my video games. Guess what, those are not people. Those are not gonna answer my questions. Those are not gonna wipe my tears. Those are not going to encourage me to stand up fight for myself, speak for myself, be a, a communication commander. That's what we have to do with these kids. Books are not going to do that. Video games, parents, don't let electronics raise your kids. I'm not judging you. 
But please, I'm telling you, I sit with mothers and I just, my heart is on the floor when I'm hearing the stories of, their, of them finding their children. How about that one too? You're finding them. You didn't, you didn't only lose your child, but you're the one who had to take them down in the closet. I'm telling you, it's real, it's serious, and it's still going on in COVID. And now we have Val on here who is an adult that even got a dose of it on that level. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's just serious. It's, it's a horrific, serious, and it's its own pandemic and epidemic. It really is. It really mm -hmm. is. And I want to shout out to some people that are on here. That we, we, we have some people that come on on a regular. So, you know, homegirl Sheree Williams always out there. Shout out. Sharon Wright out there. Shout out Esther Redmond, Frederick Jones, Jan Edwards, Mark Wig, Henley Saeed, Basim Dwayne is watching. Michelle Walker, Ali Pigram, what's up? VA in the house. Mark G. Peterson and John Grant. I appreciate you guys being out here. Those are those people that are seen. Um, uh, not so much, uh, the, every, I know there's more people out there, but I just wanted to say shout out and to anybody who's just chiming on. Uh, we talked a little bit about basketball. Uh, today is, 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 is straight up about bullying, uh, cyber bullying, not only bullying for, for children, but also, uh, toast it up, Corey, I feel you. Um, <laughs> You know, kids bullying, but there's also adults that are getting bullied. And so, um, uh, I, I love for people out there. I always uh, prompt you to ask questions. Hopefully, we'll get to another, sh get to the next show, and I won't have to prompt you. You'll just, just ask questions because I know that there's parents out there. I know that there's kids out there. I know that there's adults out there that have or are currently experiencing bullying. So please pose some questions. You could do it in the John Doe. You may know somebody who's dealt with it and didn't know how to handle it, you know? And as an adult, that's a different type of thing. Cause you know, it, real talk, we all like, ain't nobody got time for that, you know? And, um, you know, we, we kind of want to strike out in a different way because we can handle ourselves and we're more responsible as a kid. But Val, I want to prompt you back in because I really need to know um, how you handled this so well and, uh, you know, how it ends up getting in the paper. And so just to reiterate some of the things that we're talking about for those people that haven't been on, um, Val was cyberbullied on TikTok uh, by some young Caucasian males, uh, which led to the police and also led to an article in the paper. So um, it's out there. It's real. Um, I have to deal with um, a multitude of comments about this show alone on YouTube. And I just kind of uh, just hide the comments. I don't get rid of them. I hide them. And this one guy really, really bothered me. And I really wanted to come through the YouTube or your phone or whatever, you know, because you can't be talking about <laughs> like that. You feel what I'm saying? But there's those people out there, and the, the, these people that side bully, they're 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 people that you know have issues. They're low self-esteem. They they might be, uh, they they probably every they, they're probably the person who should be bullied. You know what I mean? Because you're of your character, because of how you look. They're usually people that when you look at them go, you're bullying somebody? Are you serious with me? Look at you, you know? These are the type of people that bully people, you know? And um, 
I, you know, I, I, I reported it to, to YouTube, but, you know, really, I wanted to handle that thing on my own. We ain't got to go to YouTube. That's how I felt. You know, but you can't do that in this day and age, you know, because people can hide behind who they are. They they create they create uh, accounts just to go around and bully. They create accounts just to go around and rob and steal, you know, rob from Paul Peter to pay Paul, you know. So that's what the story, what this is all about today. And I need to get you talking, Val, so I'm going to be quiet and let you talk to us about those things. Um, so how I got it um, in the media is what I, I kept reporting this, the video to TikTok, like this, this video is leading to harassment, can you take it down? And they're like, it doesn't go against any of our guidelines. But it's, still, it's still up, it doesn't go against any of the guidelines. And so I called um, a friend of mine who's a news reporter and I said, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me um, help get it down? And, and they're also bullying my followers, right? You know, like one girl lost her dad to cancer, and a, ki a kid made a video about her dad dying. I mean, I mean, what? I, I, don't, I don't get it. And so my, the news story actually helped get that kid off of TikTok and get that, that story, that video down. But that's how I, I dealt with it. And it, honestly, guys, I started not expecting the best out of kids. And I didn't, I didn't like that. Like, why did I see a kid, he makes a comment. I'm like, where is he coming from? I expected the worst, and I didn't want to be that way as a as an adult. And I was bullied growing up, um, so that's one reason why I was afraid to go on TikTok. Cause you know I don't want to put myself out there as a risk because I was bullied and I had I had those those experiences. Um, you know, being called out. I, I had a personal bully would call me out every time I walk into a room, um, talk about how ugly I was and call me Donkey Kong. And I was also the tallest kid. Um, in the school, and being a tall girl is different than being a tall boy. It's not as cool being a tall mm -hmm. girl, right? So um, I, I had all those insecurities going into TikTok, and this kind of just brought all that, all that back. So um, yeah, it's been interesting dealing with it. And I know they wouldn't say that to my face. I mean, my, I got, I got my, okay. my youngest son is six six, my oldest son is six three. We walking down the street, you're not coming up to me saying that stuff, right? So it just gave me a new perspective on just a lot of angry, hurt, cowardly kids out here. And um, yeah, COVID has gotten worse, but when I posted my first TikTok, it was back in December 2019, and they were making those same comments. They were still telling me to make them a sandwich. They were still um, making comments about the rate, my race and the WNBA. So I can't all put it on COVID, but it definitely has probably intensified things. Yeah, absolutely. Hey Val, I have a question for you. What's up? Um, it's it's interesting because I think it's so important that you're here today talking about bullying and like what Tara say, most of the time you think it's little kids, but now here's an adult. Now look at the scrutiny and the pressure that you had. Do you think any kid would have been able to handle what you've been through? No, no. I t I'm mean, I tell you they were. It was every video, every comment. It was so bad when we didn't, when I didn't get a comment, a hateful comment in the video. I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, I, that's how bad it was. It was normal for that. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine a kid um, getting stuff in their DM every day, you know, calling you trash and, you know, telling you I'm going to, you know, where and do you And saying they coming over your house. Yeah, I can't imagine a kid going, going through that, you know? And I commend you to our TikTok. Pardon me? How many times did you have to reach out to TikTok 
Because oh I would goodness. think, doesn't it go against their rules if somebody say they're coming over your house? And yeah, they, they, I think they, they got send bots. the police to your house, then they send squad to your house? I think no. they must have bots looking at the um, the Here's reports. The because Here's when I reported it to, when I finally got through to our, our human, then they took some stuff down. Yeah. See, the thing about TikTok is TikTok is not American-owned. TikTok is owned by China. So that was the reason why, uh, you know, uh, number 45 was trying to, you know, pull TikTok down because TikTok isn't, isn't, isn't governed by any of our rules and regulations. And so, um, they, they yeah, I'm not on TikTok. I saw my niece. Yeah, I saw my niece wanted me to put on, and I wouldn't. Yeah, they're trying to take TikTok down, and I think Microsoft is in the process of assuming it. That's mm -hmm. where the way it is right now. The last thing I've heard about it, and so, um, I have a TikTok. I've never put a video up there. Um, I had actually had one of one of my kids set TikTok up for me because I just didn't feel like dealing with all of that. Um, and they do get a lot of information from you. And people put a lot of their information up there. Um, and so I can't imagine if there's a breach, it's going to be pretty big on that side because it's just not governed by, you know, the United States sanctions. And so um, it's not a platform that you really would want your child to be on without governing it. You don't want your child to be on any platform and you're not governing them. You know, um, for a long time, you know, social media platforms were kind of against having kids under a certain age. Now, that's not the case anymore. They're allowing kids to have their own accounts. And so if the parent doesn't govern them, then it could get bad, you know, and then one account leads to another account because you can link your account to, to another account and another account. And then your kid links to an account that they're not even supposed to have. So um, you just really have to take your kid's phone from them and see where they're going and what yeah, they're too. doing. They're communicating with, you know, the, I think a bad thing that Facebook has done right now is where you can create your own room. Well, what room is your kid walking into? And they could do that on the station. And this is how uh, we got bombed in 911, and they couldn't figure out how it happened. It happened through PlayStation because you can create an email account. And then you could go all up through. I, I look, because I have uh, NBA 2K20, and I'm surprised at the things that I can do through PlayStation. So to any of the parents out there, check your kids, man. You don't know where they're going, what room they're creeping in. Oh, I, I'm playing with my friend. Your kid could be playing on PlayStation with a 40, 40-year-old, 40 50-year-old, 30-year-old man. That's what she does. Your friend? Who's a friend with a kid? But so, that, that's, know, that's that's I, the point. The I, Tar, I have a question for you, Tar, when you're done. I have a question for you. Oh. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that, that that's, that's my point. They're naive. So... They want to connect to anyone and anything right now. Do you know what I mean? Even though it's supposed to be us, I do with Corey. He stops me because they're really his friends, and I don't care, and I don't know. And I'm like, let me let me talk to their mother. How old are they? Let me hear their voice. He's like, Mom, this is, oh, okay. I went to school with him. I'm like, okay. 
I don't play with that. I'll blast you. I'll do whatever because he has been on there and it was an adult on there and he had a, we had a, you blocked him, right? You did something pretending to be a kid and he, he blocked him, right? Correct? Okay. There was a, um, I was playing Fortnite, right? On PlayStation. And I, um, I wasn't playing with my nephew. Oh no. Yeah. I wasn't playing with my nephew. I was just playing random duos and this this man with a voice voice changer did like his voice changer to a kid, but I could tell he wasn't a kid because he was getting questions like like um wrong and stuff. But like, and he was he was talking really weird, and then his voice changer cut out, so like his it like turned off, and then his voice went back to like mm-hmm. a man and um. He was still acting like the kid, and I just left. I just left, and I, yeah. But Adrian, you know, you said something about the TikTok, and it's partially true. But Facebook and Instagram, for American-owned companies, it takes a long time for administrators to get back. So I want people yeah. to not believe that they're going to get right back to you because they're here and local. Mm-hmm. Not. I've had so many parents seriously that have with the cyberbullying, which I want to get into what that really is too. Val is, that's the number one online, okay, where they badger you, they harass you, but there's cyberbullying the way they can also hack your account and put, put your picture up and invite other students that you go to school with, with very embarrassing things like mortifying things and you can't shut it down because you don't even know where it's coming from and then you send a message to facebook and it takes them days you're already mortified it only takes one day it only takes one minute for your peers to see something you know adverse about you and that's it that's it these parents tell me i didn't even know that this happened to her i didn't even know that someone did this there was a little girl took her life in california and this is facebook okay you know what they did they put of two headstones, her mom just buried her, okay? They put two headstones on her mother's uh, on her mother's Facebook page and said, instead of tucking her in bed, you're gonna tuck her in the ground. Now, it took wow. five, days, uh-huh, five days for a grieving mother who reported this to Facebook to find out what who put this up it was her classmates who put it up mm. the same mates that told her that she was ugly because she had braces and she was hispanic and her ears were big and being a lawyer was stupid she was a straight a student and wanted to be a lawyer and they they badgered her they made this girl feel like she was nothing every single day now penny says something very important as well as val val said she had old emotions about this because she lived this before. Here, it brings it back up again. But Val's an adult. Val said, let me contact the news. Let me get somebody that I know. Let me speak. I'm a woman. I'm going to do this. I'm Imagine being nine and going through that every single day. Him too, just in the recent school, every day, bugging him near the locker where he calls me from the bathroom. Okay? Like panicking. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. And I'm not saying that to say, Corey, this is good because you need to let people know and not not make it be or prance around it, should I say, and make it be something very, very little 
because it's huge to feel like you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, and people keep doing the same thing. Administrators, the same thing in school. What is your protocol? What are your policies? My son, every day that someone's, oh, let me look at the tape and see who's doing that against the locker with him. Well, I mean, you shouldn't have to look at a tape. If I told you the first time, there should be no second time or third time in the hallway. Because I already told you once that my son cannot comfortably go to class without having a crowd of people, a crowd of people around. Tara, right? I got a question for you. Okay. Um, just because I know we're talking about bullying and, and, and everything now, I definitely want just, uh, you know, how you say, use all your knowledge to put out there. How can, I know me, I don't have any kids, but if I did, you know, I have a bunch of nieces and nephews and I have a really good friend, it was interesting, she didn't even allow her kids to have any social media until they were like 17 and 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out, I want to say <coughs> this person, then I hope you give us some prevention <laughs> methods for it. Why, why do a nine-year-old need a TikTok? Why do a nine-year-old need a Facebook? Why does a nine-year-old need an Instagram? You know, like, like that's that's the thing that I'm kind of baffled with because I'm thinking all the stuff that we're giving kids. When we, you know, when I was nine, I mean, I was actually outside playing. You know what I'm saying? Or kickball or interacting, getting my interactive skills up. And like Ralph said earlier. Okay, now if I'm not on TikTok or anything, at least I could be bullied the old-fashioned way, like to my face, where on, I think a lot of people forget that you can even, what is it, 65% of bullying, cyberbullying, that people forget. Mm -hmm. And that's where the monsters really are at, because they can really go at it without having to be seen. But I'm just trying to figure out, and I know every mom can't be everywhere, but one, for me, I'm just saying, I would say, no, my child wouldn't have it, but why, I mean, why is it necessary to let these kids have all these devices? You know, I'm just, you know, I'm not blaming it on nobody's parent out there. I'm right. just trying to think because I'm just, you know, the human, I just think the human interaction is lost. You know, even when I was working, yes. people would be like, oh, let me just send an email. No, I would get up from my seat and go talk to people because stuff can get lost in translation. So I'm just thinking that, you know, and like I said, I'm not talking about nobody, parents or grandmas or whoever, I'm just trying to figure out why are we letting the internet watch our kids a lot? Because right. I just see so many parents when I'm in the store be like, hey, here's an iPad, sit yeah. there and be quiet. And they just go at it yeah. on an iPad. And like what Absolutely. all of you guys are saying, and they never go back and trace what's on the iPad or, or why don't we promote more the, the parent features that you can't go certain places or listen, I don't know. I'm just asking you, like, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't that prevent some of this? Or how do you prevent other kids and other people from helping other little kids take their lives and make their life? And if they don't take their lives, they make it a living hell, you know, pretty much. So absolutely. You know, what are some well, of the things that we could do to prevent it? That is, that is very true. The screen time, that's why I said earlier, please stop allowing electronics to raise your kids because they're not robots, they're humans. That's number one. And number two is a lot of single parent homes. You know, it's, this can be another show, but there's so many different dynamics that make some parents have to resort to, okay, get your tablet out. I got to work real quick or I have to, 
you have single parent homes. I'm a single parent home and I didn't have to, I didn't have tablets when Mikey and Maya were little like that. So we played, you know, I'm a child development specialist. So I'm big in play. I do play therapy with my clients. So playing is everything. We've lost play. We've lost going outside to get dirty, kicking the leaves around mud pies, going to the beach and having it in our, in, in our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm not joking. We've really lost that in with today because modern technology has taken over modern society has taken over and parents believe oh if i have them technically inclined they're going to be cutting edge they're going to be on top of their game they're, that's true when you're teaching it from an educational standpoint but kids are not knowing the difference and they don't care about the difference they're going to have their pages because the biggest thing that children do at this age and stage, even from birth, is model. They model us. So if they see this all day long, guess what, yep. guys? Guess what, guys? They're going to be on their phones or their tablets all day long, okay? When they see your head down, excuse me, Corey, when you're talking, they're trying to tell you something important, and you're like, uh-huh, okay, okay. You know what? I'm telling you. Because my son has checked me. I'm very, very busy. I am working a lot. You know what I mean? Single parent home. He's like, Mom, I'm trying to tell you something. He's telling me, like, look, lady, look in my eyes. Look in my face because I'm talking to you. Stop looking down like, all right, Corey, one more second. You know, I mean, we all do that, right, because we get busy. And But my point is, is that you have to meet your child where they are. Penny, this is an important question because it is our life, it's our society. I wish we could turn back the hands of time and have a village. You know, growing up in Jersey, there were 50 people that if I just walked down the street the wrong way, my parents had a phone call. I'm like, man, how'd you know, mom? Because Miss So-and-so just called. I'm like, goodness gracious. But it was good. It was good. We don't have that today. Children are on their own because parents are, you know, working, consumed with things. You have a lot of divorces, 52% divorces you have the split parent you know you have the tuesday wednesday she's with me friday a lot of these family structures and dynamics they totally contribute to the breakdown number one of the family and the tightness and eating together cooking together playing together you know talking we don't even talk anymore kids grab stuff okay i'm gonna go on my no you're not gonna go in your room on the computer and eat you come at this table and we talk about our highs and lows a day. They are fast because we are teaching them to be fast. If we want to slow it down, we can slow it down. We have the control. Know your kid. Talk to your kid. I mean, do not leave a child. Don't. I say this to someone. You are leaving the most important thing in the world is your child. You're leaving their most important thing, which is fitting in up to them right mm. so we can't choose their friends we can't but we can train them to know what group of people they're getting into to have self-confidence in answer to your question the the thing is to make them communication commanders and to build up their self-esteem so that they don't need to be cool on a game they don't need to have every that's another thing too it's like a disease if you don't have an iphone I mean, Corey had a regular little phone. He's a little 10-year-old. The phone was for safety reasons. Are you paying for the iPhone, people? I mean, he's like, I can't go to, you can't go where because you don't have no iPhone. <laughs> I don't even think so. But that is how these kids are being raised. What is that? Where does that come from? It comes from the music. 
We talk about Jay-Z earlier and all of the icons and the athletes with all the chains and the girls and the cars and the money and money and things and the hustle and bust instead of education. What are you going to do for a career? What can you do for your own business? Corey has a company at 12. He's had well since eight, okay? He's been groomed into knowing, going on business meetings, sitting down with big, big wig companies, sitting in there talking, having lunch with them, knowing how to present himself. These are things that we can redirect games with. Find something that your child shines in and foster that. He writes, so he's he's an author. He has to finish his second book right now. He draws. He draws. And so I'm, hey, Corey, let's get out your stuff. Let me throw me a face today. You have to connect with your kids. It, it is the parents. Even the bully, it is the parents. My next book is, Are You Raising a Bully? We already know mm. he exists. We already know what he does. Are you raising one? What does he look like at two years old, not at seven? Because he's already monstrous at seven. He's already tormenting by 12. What is he doing at two? When he pulls the cat's ears and he pulls his sister across the floor, don't laugh at that. Don't put that on YouTube and say, oh, my son is crazy. He's, he's pulling, dragging his sister by the hair. That's not cute. It's not funny. It's aggression. And it's a sign that your child needs to control their environment by aggression. That is the definition of a bully for people who don't know what a bully is. It is a human being, in this case, children. They need, they're so insecure and they feel like their legs have no post to stand on that they must torment other people who are quiet, laid back. That's the receiver. And then we have the watcher. You're raising children who watch stuff that don't speak up. You're raising children who see people get their head banged in a bathroom, laying on a bathroom floor and sit in the stall and don't tell a teacher. And the girl died, airlifted, died in the, in the airlift over to mm. the hospital, 15 years old. These stories go on and on and on. And guess who they go back to? We're not judging parents, parents. but we want to wake you up. We want to wake you up because you're sleepwalking. If you, yes. if you know your child is violating and you got reports from the school and you haven't handled that, you're sleepwalking, okay? This is real. Once again, cyberbullying, like Penny said, it is 65% of it. Okay, well, we know 100% makes a whole. So that's a heck of a lot. That's more than half. So you can control the screen time. Don't give them all of the access to the screen time. Don't do it. Who's controlling that? You. You and I always tell my kids, I am not your friend but I'm friendly to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we can be friendly to each other, but I'm not your friend. And you're not gonna manipulate me and make me feel bad because I'm, I'm parenting you the way that I need to be. We get a lot of that too with parents, they feel guilty. Mommy guilt, daddy guilt, I only get him two days a week because we're divorced. Oh, he's, yeah. mm -mm. he's telling someone to take their life. Mm -hmm. He's texting someone saying, oh, why don't you do us all a favor and hang yourself? This is a real story, and she really did the next mm. day. Your son did that. Two little boys did that. One little girl, nine years old. So you know what? Get in tune with your children. Remove all of those things because they're unnecessary and replace them. Even if you're tired, see, I always say we make time for what we want to make time for, right? We want a good body, we go to the gym. We want our hair done because we're going somewhere. We're going to sit there for five hours because we want that hair to look right. 
this is your child. Put some time in with them. Cut your cut your meetings short. 20, you know what I do with Corey? I have 11 back-to-back -back meetings. I'll cut it short for 10 minutes and say, Corey, just come over here and sit next to mommy. Let's just eat something real, even if it's 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, really? You don't have anyone else? I'm like, no, I do, but I cut it short for you. Make them feel so important that they don't need to befriend a tablet or a cell phone or friends that tell them what to wear and what to do. Build that confidence in them by building up them by giving your attention to them. That's all kids want. They all want attention and love and validation. That is we true. need to validate our kids, not other people and other things. You know, just from my experience um, being on TikTok, um, they want attention. Like, if I re respond to a comment, they'll say, thank you for noticing me. And I'm like, I just responded to your comment. So it's all about getting noticed. Um, it's yes. all about getting clout. Sometimes they want those likes and those negative comments. So they get clout with their with their peers. Um, I'm TikTok verified me, right? So I have that, that blue check. And <laughs> I, you would think I was like, the best thing since sliced bread like th that's social media it's all about that's the self-worth is in what social media is and so yeah coach val notice me notice me notice me so these kids they i guess they're not getting noticed at home they're starving life. yeah i'm starving adrian really quickly i just adrian i wanted to give um a statistic and i wanted to give because i wanted this to be also educational and a lot of people don't know that there's six types of bullying I wanted to say what they are, and then I wanted to give a statistic, a scary one, about how many children miss school, which is 60,000, and almost 5,000 a year take their lives. Mm. But the types of bullying are cyber bullying. That's what we're talking about now, physical, that's self-explanatory, emotional, calling names, everything. Sexual, sexual, lifting up someone's skirt, that can make someone kill themselves, true story. You would think, oh, it's just a boy lift up a skirt, it embarrassed her. These are real things. Social bullying is huge. A lot of people don't know what it is. It means when kids make other kids leave away from the child where they used to have friends at the lunch table. Now it's like, don't sit with her. She kissed mm -hmm. somebody in the bathroom. She's nasty. Never eat with her again. And the whole lunchroom doesn't eat with them again. That is horrific to the mental and emotional state of a child. And then obviously racial bullying which we know what that is, racial slurs. And they learn this, bullying, you're not born a bully. Nope. You were taught to be a bully. So if you already have an, an aggressive nature about you at two years old and you're expressing it and your parent doesn't do anything, they're learning it from somewhere, you guys. And their microsystem, whether it's TV shows, music, babysitter, aunt, uncle, or you, they're learning it, it's a learned behavior. And Corey has something that he wanted to say to the bully directly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the thing I wanted to say is a bully would, if I was right next to a bully, what I would want to say to him is, it's okay to talk about how you feel to people. Don't like bubble it up. But it's not okay to put your emotions on other people. Listen, that is absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Corey. Corey, I got a question for you. Yes. So, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, you seem to handle this so well as far as, you know, being bullied and overcoming it. What are some steps that you can tell somebody else 
who might be bullied, like how can they overcome that? Mm-hmm. Well, for the first step I would recommend is talk to somebody about your feelings. You don't, like I said about the bully, you don't want to like bubble it. You want to mm-hmm. get it out because if you keep okay. if you keep it in, then that's that's how like the frustration starts, and then that's how you see people shooting up a classroom because they had mm-hmm. nobody to talk about it to, mm-hmm. and then. Another step would be like meditation or something. Like relax yourself. Corey, put the down. Go ahead, Corey. Go ahead, Your mom can be proud. She see all her Man. work going in there. <laughs> Wrapping it up. You, you. We ended on you, buddy. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Um, I, I, I also. I, I, I just have to, because there's a lot of people that, you know, and we have to be interactive with people, be a little more mindful of that. And, you know, because there's a lot of people that post up stuff, especially when I ask them. And, you know, I want to say shout out to, what's up, cuz, Dana? He was on there watching the show. You know, I love you, boy. I'm watching you Dana. on Instagram. You do your thing. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep living. Gina, Gina Botino. Yes, Duck, Duck, Goose. Duck, Duck, Goose. <laughs> We're talking about, we're talking about Head Start, Head Start. I got people on here I've been friends with since Head Start, so I got to shout them out. Uh, Gina said, you know, uh, Tara, she's still checking on her daughter, and she's an adult, so keep doing Amen. your thing. Uh, I, got, I got Sharon right up here, and uh, uh, John, John Grant, he, he, his, his, his answer to it was re-socialization, and he also said, uh, and we need the earth, lying in it and... And, and I and I agree that bad foot in the grass once in a while ain't bad for kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, Miss Adrian. Uh huh. Can I give a shout out to somebody? Yeah, you shout them right <laughs> on out. Though. There's two people I want to give a shout out to. Okay, we'll give them a shout out. My two best friends, <laughs> DJ and Sincere, and my sister that's in their room right now, Maya. Maya, Maya. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dad, that's what's up. Goody. That's what's up. While, while we shouting out a few people, I got like my my uh, watch party is going crazy, so okay, I wanted to shout me, a couple people me, out too. Okay, hang on one second. Let me just get this one person out the. Out, out, not, I'm gonna say out the way, but she did have something very <laughs> valuable to say. Uh, Sharon, what's up? Shannon, right on here. Where can a child go when he or she is being bullied but doesn't have the resources or family to reach out to? This is a serious matter. Not every child has that support mechanism at home. And we put together some numbers in place for those kids. Also, she goes on to say that I agree with you, Tara, but there are kids that don't have those same privileges as your son may have when it comes to support. What's important in your home may not be important in someone else's home. How, how do we reach those students who do not have those privileges? So, I mean, um, you're absolutely right. And as a coach, Sharon, I have those problems all of the time. You know, I'm their mother, I'm their father, I'm their sister, their brother, their auntie, their uncle, their grandparent, you know, and it's really just important to, 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 to if any kid that you're, that you're affecting, to, to, to let them know that you're there for them 
and to point them in the direction of their resources. Not every household is going to be able to do that. Not every household right. does that. Not every woman and man who has a child are are are, are mother and father. They they aren't, aren't going to be great parents. And so, that's why it's each one teach us teach one, and it takes a village love. We all know that to raise our children, we are a product of that. Our, our, our parents are a product of that. Our grandparents are a product of that. And once we took in God, we trust off the money and um, and we take we took him out of the education system. Everything went crazy. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. I want to say something. Well. So let me go ahead and shout her people out, and then we're gonna let you. Uh, oh. you we're gonna let you finish. Let me know. say one thing. Ahead, let me say one thing to that too, Goody. Um, which which I done spoke on another platform that I think our school systems, you know, and 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 I'm I'm an advocate for teachers should be paid more, right? Up, okay, they should be paid more. But I think that we need to reevaluate our school systems, and the reason I say reevaluate our school system because Absolutely. you're right they may not have the parents in the home but everything that was important maybe 20 years ago some of those classes are outdated you know what i'm saying yeah. they're outdated we need to restructure our, our school system and this is where i say yeah you only got two counselors you know you need to put more resources in to have like life coaches counselors there should yes. be a class when i was growing up i saw officer friendly every year who talked about don't talk to strangers you know when a policeman asks you a question you answer you know there were certain things that i don't even see in the school system anymore where either sports or music or something else has become important now with social media bullying um all the violence that's going on you really need to it should be a class in the rotation to teach your kids as soon as they start the school, like what Tara's saying, having empathy and compassion yeah. and understanding that other people have feelings. Because back in the day, think about it, we went to class, I'm, and I'm aging myself, but I know there were classes like, if you wanted to be a hairstylist or you wanted to be a mechanic, you know, <laughs> to teach you life skills. Now life has Economics. changed. And the American education system has not kept up with those changes. Right. And that's where if they don't get it in the home, then maybe they can get it at school because we all know it only takes one person to care. And that changes any kid life. You know what I'm saying? It takes one person to care. And I say it's difficult on our teachers because you're paying a minimum wage. <laughs> athletes, and I'm an athlete saying it. I'm a female athlete. And imagine if I was a male athlete, they're getting millions and a teacher is is supposed to develop the future leader getting fifty thousand dollars a year to live on. Now how crazy is that? You know, and then taking that same fifty and putting some of that money back into the system to make sure kids that are don't have the resources paying out of that fifty resources for them. And this is what I mean to say at COVID, we need to readjust our values. We need to take a good look at the values that the stuff that we place on. And our school system needs to be revamped because they're outdated for what's happening in society right now. Straight up, you know, is 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 outdated, totally outdated. Community organizations too, Adrian, and in answer to a question like the Y and the Boys and Girls Club. I mean, that's what those are designed to do: mentoring programs. And I don't want to paint a picture 
that that the road to get Corey to where he's handling this was great and easy because it wasn't and I am a clinician so that just is e even scarier you understand it took, a, it took a lot of work as a single mother with this little boy to get him to be able to use coping skills this is what the children lack whether what whether you have a dollar in your pocket or five million our children do not have empathy skills or coping skills so I know I appreciate that but yeah there are a lot of outside resources and we have a website we'll we'll give it at the end you guys can go to and if you have any questions or you need any assistance with pursuing anyone who has bullied you or even you know schools whatever however whatever you lost a child you you're in the you're facing losing a child or a child doesn't have anyone to talk to send them to our website because that is what we do as an organization trying to be mighty so there are people awesome. out there reaching out yeah yeah that's awesome and we'll definitely give you a little space for that. Um, Meek, I know you wanted to shout out some people on your watch list. And uh, when you do that, bring us home. Yeah, so uh, my watch list, watch, watch party was lit today. Um, <laughs> Wendell Clay, thank you. Thank you for watching. Shonda Trent was on here earlier. I don't think she's on here anymore, but she was very... Uh, very busy on my watch list. Um, so thank you for joining in. Michelle Reed, uh, former WNBA player, joined what in. Up, yeah. yeah, she was uh, instrumental too in here. Um, who else? Who else is uh So yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all for watching. <laughs> oh, it's the awesome. Uh, Jamel, thank you. Jamel Holly, he, he, he jumped in a little bit. Assemblyman Jamel Holly. He's an assemblyman in New Jersey. He was That's in there good. for a little while. You know, Corey, you already got a fan base on here. I got some people saying they can't <laughs> wait to see you in person. And that, uh, <laughs> you know, thank you for being so brave and sharing your story. And they applaud you and keep doing your thing. And God bless, you know, because that's what it's all about. When things get tough, we look to the sky always. Okay, you might feel like giving up, but God ain't going to give up on you. So that's what you, that's when, you know, when, when things get tough, you don't run away from God, you run to him. And that's what my Aunt Roz always said to me. And I hold on to that because there's a lot of times when things go wrong in your life and, you know, you want to run away from God because you can't believe that those types of things are happening to you and you should run to him. And so with that being said, ladies, you know, I love you and I'm always happy and thankful that you guys are on the show. Episode 16, Sunday Brunch, it gets bigger. <laughs> Shout out to you. Towns and shout out to baby of the, the baby of the bunch, Tamika Dixon, Val 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 Whiting trying to become a <laughs> fixture on the show, and and and, and giving her <laughs> introvert ways to talk to us today. And of course Thank we got you, Virginia. Val. I always save it for last, Virginia, because I got this. <laughs> so Sammy, so say everybody, I love you. Keep it tight. <laughs> Peace, ladies. Bye -bye. Peace, guys. Love Peace, you guys. Bye. Bye. Have a good week. Bye-bye, Corey. Okay. Corey's thirsty. Hey. <laughs> he finishing it off. <laughs> I mean, somebody Corey, threw up a whole bunch of hearts on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Right, you guys. Talk soon. See you guys. All righty. Bye-bye.